Greetings in the wonderful name of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful time that the Lord has given to us that we can gather to read his word even today. We are on the Bible study and we are continuing uh, as we read the book of uh, 1 Corinthians. Actually, we'll be taking the whole book of Corinthians. But before we start, can we please pray? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray today as we read your word. May your Holy Spirit take control and may you lead us, God, according to your guidance and according to your Holy Spirit and change our lives to your likeness. Help us, God. May your Holy Spirit speak to us as a minister. May it be you speaking through your word. And may people get to understand what you are saying. We ask all this, Father believing in Jesus name. Amen. We are taking the first book of Corinthians. Today we are still in chapter 1, but we are taking verse 10 to verse uh, 17. It's titled Divisions in the Church. I will read. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions amongst you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one may say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanas. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. That is what we are reading today, and we will be discussing that text. The first thing that we need to understand is that Paul, his purpose uh, for this uh, letter he's writing to the Corinthians is to reunite the church and make them focus to Christ rather than anybody else who is preaching or who is an apostle or who is also saying anything. But he wants them to focus on Christ. Now, remember that these are churches, these are the house churches he's speaking to them. The first thing that he says, he says, I appeal to you brothers some versions they say uh, i urge you some say i encourage you it means in other words he's speaking in a humble way in a way that is constructive he is appealing to the brothers note that paul has said in verse 1 he is an apostle he is not abusing the authority that he has or the power that he has as the person who established the church he's coming in a humble way that brothers and sisters i urge you i encourage you i exhort you i appeal to you 
Now, we also call them brothers. Well, uh, the, some versions they have, actually the Greek word when translated, it means brothers and sisters. Some versions, they have it in writing that I urge you, brothers and sisters. We see, again, a very, very good uh, way of addressing people. He's not addressing them as kids or addressing them as uh, anything else, but he's calling them brothers and sisters. You see, when someone is calling you a brother or a sister, it shows a level of uh, a fellowship or understanding and respect uh, that the person has for you. How are you, my brother? How are you, my sister? It, it feels different. So Paul is using that, that, that we are one as the body of Christ. Now he also says, I, I urge you or I appeal to you, my brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's also important to understand that. When somebody, when you are saying something in the name of someone, it means you represent that person. It's like if the person was there, he would, it is actually what he would have done. If you have been sent to represent a, a senior person, uh, maybe at work or in a community, and you speak words where you are going, it's like the words that you say are directly from the person who has sent you. And even if you commit, it is like the person behind the person who sent you has committed. It's the very same thing. So Paul is speaking in the spirit of Christ or in the spirit that has an understanding that this is what Christ would say in these divisions that are reported in the church in Corinth. Now, he said that I, uh, uh, by the name of Jesus Christ, I urge you that all of you agree, that all of you agree, and that there be no divisions amongst you. Now, what are the divisions? First, he's asking that they agree and that they be in my one mind. He says, let me just read, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions amongst you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. The NIV says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and in thought. That's so deep. Be perfectly united in mind and in thought. That is very important. Now, if you read the Bible in the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, you get this thought uh, uh, where Paul is talking about being in the same mind. If we re read the Bible in the, in the book of Philippians, we are taking chapter 2 and then we having verse 5. Maybe before we get to verse 5, maybe let's just read uh, maybe let's start from verse 1. He says, Therefore, if there is any, let me read on the NIV. He says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any comfort uh, sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded 
having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain consent. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of other. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. What is this mindset that Jesus had? Who being in the nature of God did not consider equality with God, God some, uh, with, with, some, with God something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the nature of a servant. In other words, the mind of humility, it is the mind of serving as Christ was serving God. What was in the mind of Christ was to do the will of God. So Paul is bringing them to an understanding that if they have the one mind, they be one in mind, they do things for the interest of Christ or they do things in a Christ-centered way. Christ is the center of whatever they do. They are humble people and also they are serving Christ in whatever they are doing. Let them have the same mindset of Christ. Paul requests that the brethren agree and speak of the same thing and that they be one-minded like Christ. Now, if we go to verse 11, it says, My brothers and sisters, some from Chloe's household have informed me that there are quarrels amongst you. If you read properly from the different versions, it's like it's not one person from Chloe's household, but there are quite a number of people that have reported to Paul that there is a problem in the church. What a good thing. I don't believe these brethren were gossiping when they're telling Paul, but they were just reporting that there is a problem in the church. It is always good that uh, issues of the church that are sensitive, maybe if there's a problem in the church, it be re reported to the right people who are going to address it in the right manner. Here we learn that they reported to Paul. We, it's not reported they were discussing it among themselves or some people were, were chased out of church or whatever, but they just reported to Paul that there are problems in the church. So this family had reported uh, to him. But now he defines the quarrels that have been reported. If you read uh, verse 12, what I mean is this. Paul explains what has been reported. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. These are different uh, versions or different uh, uh, people who preach the gospel. And they were in Corinth, I think, uh, other than Christ. But those who claim they follow Christ, I'll say, those were the ones who say, we believe in Jesus Christ. This is the work of Christ. I think they had the right doctrine. But the others were following. I want to bring your attention to what was happening in Corinth uh, during this time. During this time, there was what were, there was this issue of patrons. They believed that there has to be a patron. A patron was a powerful person 
who was rich most of the times and he had a, a political influence. So these people, they will uh, engage people uh, with uh, other skills to, to, to strengthen their power or to gain more popularity. So the people in Corinth, they always wanted to belong to the most powerful patron, uh, one who is known, maybe he's skilled or is knowledgeable. And if you read about these people, you get to understand why these people wanted to be uh, attached to Paul, to attached to Apollos, because they had the mindset of a, a, a patron that Paul was a patron who was mostly uh, mostly intelligent or whatever, and Apollos. They wanted to belong to these uh, uh, strong uh, patrons, people they regard as patron. Paul was regarded as an excellent leader and a spiritual teacher who was well connected. Remember, Paul was also an educated person. If you read Acts 18 verse 25, they reveal more about Apollos. It says, he had been instructed in the way of the Lord and he spoke with great fervor uh, and told about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. So he was known as an eloquent speaker competent in uh, in scripture, well-versed in uh, the Torah and even in the baptism of John. Cephas, who's also Peter, was known as someone of authority in age, an apostle of the, circum uh, of the circumcised or of the Jew Jews. So he was regarded as a senior person. So they wanted to belong to this uh, uh, senior person in the church. So they, they, they wanted to belong to these people. They said, I belong to Paul. I belong to Apollos. They wanted to do that. These are things that we see today in the church where people are actually fighting, wanting to belong to Pastor X because maybe of the healing gift that he has or the prophetic gift that he has or the teaching ministry that he has, whatever you regard as something that will attach you to him. And people, they say, I belong to this pastor. It is the same with the denominations where people uh, say, I belong to this church X and this church A or this church Y because it's this, is this, is this. As long as they preach the gospel, it's okay, but we, we shouldn't attach and even get to a point of quarreling for belonging to church A, yet you belong to church Y. As long as we are children of God, saved in the blood of the Lamb, the Bible regards us as the church. Remember, there is only one heaven. There are not many heavens. There is only one heaven where all those that have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, whether black or white, whether church A or church Y or church B, they are going to be there. So it doesn't matter which church you come to from as long as you are saved. Paul is drawing their attention to that. The church should not be divided. He is asking, is Christ divided? The answer is no. Was Paul crucified for you? The answer is no. Were you baptized in the name of Paul? Still the answer is no. So Paul wants them to understand that it is not about him. It is not about him, but it's about Christ. When he's asking, is Christ divided? Actually, he's drawing them to understand that it is all about Christ. 
He wants the people to focus on Christ, not on this issue of patronism that exists in Corinth, uh, that I belong to this one, I belong to this one. Our wish Christians today can have that mindset that we are all the body of Christ. I don't belong to church A, I don't belong to church B, and I'm not better off, let me use the term, by belonging to church B or to church A. We are all born-again believers. It is all about Christ. It is the same even in ministry. As pastors or as people who teach the gospel, we teach the gospel God has given us the different uh, gifts. And it says to uh, for the church edification. It is to edify the church, to build the body of Christ. It is not about me. It is not about you. I might be preaching, you don't even know. Maybe you don't even attend my church or you don't even attend where I, uh, I, I am preaching. But what is important is that we are building each other for the works of service. That is what is important to us as Christians. We should do things for Christ, focusing on Christ. Even if you offer, even if you preach, even if you pray, it is all for Christ. So he's asking them, were you baptized under Paul? Paul had no ability to baptize in terms of, uh, of you are baptized in the name of Paul. But the Bible, if you read the Bible, in the book of Matthew chapter 28 verse 19, Jesus said to the disciples, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. People are baptized in the name of the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Not in the name of the pastor, not in the name of Paul, or whatever you can regard as a baptism, but it is all in the name of the Father. Paul now says in verse 14, I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius. Uh, yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanas. Beyond that, I do not remember if I baptized any. So, if you understand baptism, it is a public declaration that now you belong to Christ. Let us read the book of Romans chapter 6. I will take Romans chapter 6, verse 3 to 11. Uh, it talks about baptism. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Paul had not even died for them. Your pastor has not even uh, died for you. Paul is just an ordinary man. Actually, even Paul has not even risen from the dead. It is only Christ who rose from the dead. So we are baptized in Christ. And it is a public declaration that now we are Christians. Now we belong to Christ. We are declared in the newness of Christ as we rise from the water, raised from the water. We are publicly declaring that we, are raised, we have raised with Christ. So the mindset of patronism in uh, in, in Corinth was a problem because they now wanted to attach to the person who had baptized them. Let's be careful as Christians today. 
Maybe in the time that we live in, it's not that much, but I know our grannies, it was an issue where they were baptized. Actually, somebody will leave the church for years and come back after maybe when, when at an old age and say, I was baptized by Nkosazanahu uh, or or pastor who, and I belong to this church, and because he was senior, you have to ordain me or whatever, or whatever, and you claim the benefits. But we just have to know that they baptized you. They were just vessels God was using. They don't have anything to endorse you into Christianity. We cannot endorse people to Christianity as, Christi as pastors or preachers of the gospel. We can only teach the gospel, and people accept Christ, and we teach them and such that their church can be edified. So Paul wants them to focus on Christ and him alone. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with uh, wisdom and eloquence, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Now, Paul was uh, uh, someone who preached. He was an evangelist, we can say that. He was evangelizing in the different uh, 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 cities or towns, and Corinth was one of the towns where he, he actually evangelized, and people were saved. Now, when they were saved, the people, we, we, we first learn about uh, Paul getting into Corinth in the book of Acts, where he preached the gospel, and uh, we learn that it was the house of Stephanus. Uh, now, if we read verse uh, 17, it says, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom and eloquence, lest the cross of Christ be emptied. Paul understood his ministry, that his ministry was to preach the gospel. Remember, uh, all the Christians, all of us, as long as you are a Christian, you have been sent to make disciples. Matthew 28 verse 19, we are supposed to make disciples. So Paul's uh, gift of the Spirit was evangelism. He was someone who had evangelized. Even Corinth, the church we are reading about, was part of his work. He was the one who evangelized in the church and they accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. There he baptized the house of Stephen, as he said, uh, as he says that he, he baptized uh, the people in that house, Stephen, he baptized them because he was working. But we also read about Jesus Christ where he did not actually focus in baptizing people. Jesus Christ will preach and his disciples, they will baptize the people. And even Paul, he was just preaching the gospel and people, uh, the other disciples who baptize the people, the, the, the people who have been saved. Now, what does this mean? It doesn't mean that Paul uh, uh, regarded baptism as something that was not important. It was also important to him, but it's only that he focused in his ministry. You know, if you read the Bible in the book of Acts, uh, in the early church, you get to know that as the church was expanding and the commodities or goods was, were, were, were shared amongst those in need, there started to be problems and people were complaining. One of the things that the apostle says was that, was said was that, let us focus on our ministry, which is preaching the gospel, and let 
men people uh, selected men full of the holy spirit that is where actually Stephen was uh, uh, elected as part of the team that would be responsible for distributing uh, food it happens sometimes that as we engage in the work of Christ you find that there are many things that uh, are happening some of them they might distract you from your call or from your ministry so it is important to know that this is what i am sent to do and focus on that if there are other things like Let's give an example. The church, there is a praise team, there is a band, uh, there are ushers, there are offering stewards, there are the, uh, intercessors. Uh, there, there are many, many ministries in church. But if you are a pastor and you know maybe your gift is in preaching, uh, you, 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 although you, you are a leader as a pastor of the church, it is always good to let other people who are gifted or who have ministry in this work, they do it. They are gifted in hospitality. They are gifted in, in praise and worship. They are gifted in whatever God has given them, those attributes, such that the church can grow. Make them, let them focus on those things and you focus on your call because if you, Try to do other things, you'll be deviated or your focus will actually, uh, you lose your focus and find yourself doing a lot of things. As we are human beings, you can't do a lot of things. Yes, some people may multitask, but you can't multitask a lot of, 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 of tasks. So Paul focused on preaching the gospel and letting other people baptize the people, uh, the people who have been saved. And that didn't mean that the gospel would stop, but the gospel continued and people were saved and baptized. We should focus on our ministry, know exactly what God has sent us to do, and let us do that with all due diligence. Now, as we come to an end, what is Paul uh, saying? He's telling the church in Corinth in this uh, uh, patron time that please don't look at me as a patron, but look at me as a servant. Have this mindset in you that Jesus Christ is the center and he's the one we should worship. He is the one we should give the glory because it belongs to him. So Christ is the center of everything that we are doing. As a church today, let us know that all that we are doing, we are doing it for Christ. If we are offering, we are offering for the work of Christ. The church is established as a work of Christ, not as a work of a pastor or as a work of a denomination, but it is a work of Christ. All that we do, it is a work of of Christ. It is about Christ. Let's have that in our minds as the church today, that it is all about Christ. Whatever we are doing, it is about Christ. Let's not look, we can have our pastors, but let's not think they are the ones that are going to take us to heaven. They are just servants of the Most High. Let's have this one mindset that it is all about Christ. We worship Christ, not pastors, not leaders, not elders, not churches, not whatever, but let us have the mindset to serve like Christ had a mindset of humility and focusing on Christ, on God as the leader of of the church. Now we should also not strive to belong to a certain church for recognition. Belong to to a church because you want to fellowship, but not because you want to gain recognition or belong to a prestigious uh, a group or be ranked as people who are superior Christians to others. No, it is all about Christ. 
the way we address issues, the other thing that we learn from this uh, story or this passage is that the, le- the, the way we address issues in the church, they should be done in a way that portrays how Christ would have done uh, dealt with the uh, situation. So it is an issue of being uh, humbled as you deal with the situation and also show love warm brotherly love which is what paul says here i appeal or i urge you or i beseech you or i exert you brothers and sisters he's he's making that uh, that welcoming uh, environment it's not like he's coming and say i urge you sinners i just urge you sinners and those who are sinners just leave the church we have heard those kind of talks from churches different churches that if you don't believe in in, in maybe if you don't uh, want to do like whatever we are doing uh, just go uh, we don't care whilst there may be valid reasons for that but we should have this mindset that Christ had that this is the body of Christ and everything that we st- we are doing is just to serve Christ. It is true there are some Christians who can be very, very, very problematic in the church, but we should do or address those issues in a manner that portrays Christ, the love of Christ, and pray about it, and God will always give you a solution that is very, very uh, cool, and it is very, very loving, that shows his grace. God uh, understands when we pray that, God, we have a problem with this brother, and we are trying to talk to him, but he's just doing this, or he's impossible, and God can always give you a proper solution. So that is what we have learned today in this short chapter. While Paul was just addressing the, the, the church in Corinth that have the mindset of Christ, agree on one thing that we are serving Christ, not a different Pauls, uh, Apollos, and others is all about Christ. Let's all focus on Christ and let's have our faith in him.